Hey guys, welcome to Dad Up, the podcast show for dads about dads being dads. I'm your host, Brian Ward. I hope you're having a great week. Thanks for listening to the show. I'm really excited to have Ron Haywood as my first guest on the show. He's a dear friend of mine, and I've had the honor of coaching high school basketball with him over this past year. Ron's an unbelievable family man, a superstar dad to his kids. He's also been a a successful police officer for many years. Ron has also been a very successful high school basketball coach and also a champion. He currently coaches at Western Christian High School in Upland, California, where in his third year coaching, the varsity boys basketball team captured their very first CIF championship in the school's 100-year history. Prior to Ron's arrival to the school, the team had went 0-21. Ron's first year there, they only won one game. By year two, the team had won six games. This all turned around by Ron's third year coaching there when the team not only won 21 games, but they went on to dominate through the CIF playoffs and capture a CIF championship. This was not only the first playoff run in over 10 years for the boys basketball team, but it was the first ever boys championship in the 100 year history of the school. Ron is a remarkable leader both on and off the court. He is passionate about the game of basketball and also the game of life. He is a coach that loves his players and constantly pushes grades first approach with them. He not only wants his players to be great athletes, he wants them to excel academically throughout their high school career. Ron says his accomplishments would not be possible without God, his wife and family, and the administration and players at Western Christian. It is an honor to welcome champion coach and dad, Mr. Ron Haywood. Hey, Ron, thank you for joining me on the first uh, interview episode of Data Podcast. So welcome. Thank you, sir. Glad to be a point. Good, good, good. I'm, I, I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to do this. Um, and um, I just kind of want to talk to you a little bit. I know you and I have been uh, good friends for a while. And so I just kind of want to get your, uh, get your feedback and, and um, how things are going for you as, as being a dad. Uh, that's an awesome feeling. It's an awesome thing, you know, like uh, anything else. You know, you have your, your good and your bad, and but it wouldn't change it for the world. Awesome. Awesome. I totally agree with you, Ron. I totally agree with you. What, um, what, do, you, uh, what do you enjoy most about being a dad? Uh, just being able to, you know, watch them grow, uh, watch them, you know, become the people that they are and, and knowing that you played a part in that. Know, and, and helping to direct their path. Right, right. I totally agree with that as well. And do me a favor, give my listeners just some feedback on, on who you are, what you, what you do, uh, your, your family, a little bit about your story. Okay, well, Ron Haywood, uh, my dad, uh, local law enforcement, um, also a basketball coach, so I Kind of got a full plate there, but uh, I wouldn't change any of the any of the um, I previously mentioned. Um, it's just um, I like being busy. I like helping others. Um, you know, I, I love uh, you know mentoring and 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 you know coaching and just being a help whenever and wherever I can. Okay. Cool, and uh, you are a mentor, and and I know that uh, personally. I know that uh, just just through our friendship, and and um, you're a phenomenal coach, and I know your family well, and I know I know you're a great dad as well. 
what made you want to get into uh, coaching? Was it just the aspect of being involved, or or was there another passion that you really felt pulling at you? Funny thing about coaching. Uh, as a former athlete myself, I've been around sports since I was about seven years old. Um, you know, grew up playing basketball, baseball, football, running track. Um, I actually got into coaching. Uh, a good friend of mine, Isaac Walker, who played football at the uh, University of Oregon, his dad, um, one time he just says, hey, hey, Wood, why don't you come coach a team? And it was youth basketball. And I said, no way. And I was about 19 <laughs> years old. <laughs> I was about 19 years old. I said, no way. And he just kept – You had basketball experience playing. Yes, I had basketball experience playing. I played from about seven years old up into high school. and and uh, But football was actually my, my first passion, my first love. And he wanted me to coach a group of uh, 12, 13, 14-year-olds. And I thought, this isn't going to happen. And so then he says, well, I'll tell you what, why don't you just come help me out one day at practice and, um, you know, just kind of be a big brother to these guys. Mm-hmm. So I went, and little did I know he had set me up with my own team. And uh, I thought I was just going there to, you know, just kind of do a few drills and, and talk to some guys, just kind of be a big brother. It was in the inner city down in Los Angeles, and next thing I know, I had my first basketball team. Uh, wow. Ages 12 through 14, and I was just a few years older than them, and it went from there, and I've been doing it ever since. Wow. Nonstop. Nonstop. <laughs> Nonstop. And so when you when you uh, started having kids, um, were you sure that they were going to get into sports just because of your passion for sports and passion for coaching? Um, I didn't know. And one of the things that I didn't want to do was kind of push my passions off on them. I wanted them to be able to navigate, you know, their own destiny, their own journey. And I was just going to be there to support, you know, in whichever endeavor they chose, as long as it was legal, moral, and ethical. (laughs) And um, um, oddly enough, they all chose sports. Wow. And basketball being the first first love, or did they did they get into soccer? Basketball being the first love, uh, they they did venture off into. You know, little league baseball and 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 some soccer and football as well, but nothing took the place of basketball. It was kind of uh, my oldest son. He's currently playing college basketball at UC Merced. Just entered into his senior year, and literally, um, when my wife was pregnant, you know, she'd be at the gym with me as I'm coaching. So he's been hearing a basketball bounce uh, basically since he was in the wound and. <laughs> The first day of his birth, um, I had to leave. Actually, my wife kicked me out of the hospital and told me to go coach my game because we had a tournament. And <laughs> I did that uh, after watching him be, you know, being born, brought into the world. And after the game, I went rushing back to the hospital to be with them. And um, wow. enough, as I was sitting there holding him and calling in the newspaper to, you know, uh, give them our scores. Um, my son started making some noises, as, as babies do. And the guy at the newspaper says, hey, coach, what do you have there? And I said, oh, man, my son. He says, wow, he sounds brand new. I said, yeah, he was born this morning. 
And he goes, wow, you were there? I said, absolutely. He says, well, the game? I said, yeah, my wife kind of kicked me out and told me to go to the game, and, <laughs> and here I am. And so he just said, oh, wow, that's great. Congratulations. What did you name him? I said, Ryan Jordan. He says, oh, great. And so we went on and continued with the scores and stats. I picked up the L.A. Times the next morning, and there it was. And they announced it. Coach Ron Haywood witnessed the birth of his son, Ryan Jordan, and then coaches his team to victory. (laughs) Wow, that's cool. That is quite a story. That is really neat. You've never told me that before. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. pretty cool. I still have the newspaper clipping. No kidding. Yes. Wow, that's awesome. uh, Ryan's doing well in in college and uh, playing for – Merced and uh, um, what about um, what about Riley? How's he doing? Riley's doing great. He's getting ready to start uh, restart our season uh, actually next week. Right. Uh, and um, he's a part of that basketball team, and so hopefully um, he'll do some good things and hopefully help us uh, to put up a another banner, another championship, you know, do yeah. a back to back. Right. He will. He will for sure. Well, for sure. Very cool, Ron. Um, let me ask you this: What, what, you know, when you became a dad, what, what way did your life change other than being a dad? What way did your life change? What kind of significance did it have? Oh wow! The first thing was uh, I was no longer first. <laughs> right. And it very quickly, and um, it it just gave you a different perspective on on life and and things and and how you approach things and. Uh, right away, it made me mature real quick. It made me mature real quick. And just knowing that I wanted to always be able to give them the best, uh, be able to give them things that, you know, I didn't have growing up. And, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, maybe I've gone a little overboard with uh, giving them too much. But, um, you know, again, it just it just makes you see the world in a different way, in a different light, gave you a different perspective on life. Um and, and, and just being diligent in everything you do. That's great. That's great. I totally agree. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm kind of the same way with my boys. It's, it's one of those things where I just wanted to, uh, you know, I wanted them to have a better life than I had, but at the same time, I didn't want to give them too much. Um, but, you know, they have a life where I'm able to provide for them the best that I can. And, and, and for the most part, they're happy. So, um, so it's certainly, certainly important. That's for sure. And um, now, when you say uh, you know giving them stuff, how do you how do you deal with the, the disciplinary uh, part of it? Do you discipline? Does Orma discipline? How do you guys do? How do you guys handle that situation? I'm I'm normally the disciplinarian. Uh, you know, Mama Bear, she she's always the cuddler. And uh, but I tell you what, when she has to discipline, it, it hurts them. Watch out! It hurts them more because they know that she's normally the you know the comforter. So right. when she has to discipline, you know, it, it, it takes on a whole new meaning for them. You know? Right. You know, it's one thing to disappoint dad, but when you disappoint mom, it's like it, you can just see their little hearts crumble. Right. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm definitely more the disciplinarian. Um, and the main thing, you know, just I want them to uh, – one of the things that I think a lot of parents should understand is that discipline is not meant to be punitive, but it's to, mm-hmm. to correct the behavior. Um, but I think, you know, some parents kind of miss that and, and it becomes more of a, a personal, you know, thing. Um, but I've never wanted to be that way. So it's always been, 
okay, this is what you've done. These are the consequences. There's always going to be consequences to your actions. Um, and depending on the action, that depends on how severe, you know, the discipline is in terms of, you know, whether it be a punishment or, hey, you lose your car or, or right. whatever the case may be. You know, hey, put that phone away and, you know, come, come sit it on my dresser and, and you can't use it. You know, um, every situation is different and uh, just try to discipline accordingly. But I, I can say this. I've been truly blessed. Um, my kids have not given me any trouble whatsoever. You know, they're, they're, you know, typical kids, you know, they do the little mischievous stuff here and there, but overall, I know many parents who's had to endure far worse than I could ever imagine. So I'm that I'm, I'm, I'm eternally grateful and, you know, just blessed in that aspect. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. I'm uh, again. I'm the same way. It's it's one of those things where I'm, I, you know, Andrea can Andrea and my wife can come down pretty hard on them, and I can come down just as hard. Uh, but when they disappoint, when they when they disappoint mom, it's it's a whole other set of emotions, you know. <laughs> their, their heart sinks. So, uh, so yeah, I'm totally totally on board with that. Um, and you said, uh, you know, you talk about putting their phones away or whatever. Do you, how do you uh, how do you handle the whole social media aspect? I know uh, social media has taken a huge toll on our kids' lives, and their faces are constantly in it. I mean, we see it with the basketball team, and their faces are constantly in it. So, you know, with with me, it's you know, when when I was raising my boys and they started getting into the whole social media stuff, there were certain rules. I mean, they didn't get a phone. I think they got phones when they were thirteen. I want to say and. Uh, um, we monitored it, but, you know, my boys are pretty good boys and I trusted the stuff that they were doing. And I knew based on their behaviors and the things people they were hanging out with and the, and the things they were doing outside of the house that they weren't, well, they weren't getting into stuff they shouldn't be getting into. So I didn't have to have a whole lot of control on it, um, yeah. but uh, it certainly wasn't, uh, certainly wasn't um, going to uh, let something slide if I thought they were getting into something that they shouldn't have been. Yeah. So from the social media aspect, I mean, how did you guys have set rules or as they were growing up, I know they're older now, but as they were growing up, did you have set rules that they had to follow? Well, the whole thing was, and I've, I've always told my boys, make sure you don't put anything out there that you're going to be ashamed of later. Uh, make sure you don't put anything out there that's going to, you know, um, bring a reproach upon the family, uh, bring right. a reproach upon, you know, the church and our beliefs. So um, I've never been one to micromanage uh, kind of, here, here are the guidelines, here are the standards that, you know, we live by, and either you uphold them and we're good, or if you break the rule, then we have to, you know, deal with, you know, whatever type of punishment there is. Um, and so um, that's been the whole thing with social media. I know that's a huge thing. You know, we didn't have that growing up. You know, we had, you know, Monopoly and, and Trouble and, you know, uh, board games, but, you know, nowadays they have all the social media and Every time you look up, there's something new popping up. Uh, but I've always told them, you know, anything that you put out there in the atmosphere, it has a landing pad in the, in the, in the I guess you could say, uh, there's a hard drive. Even when you've deleted it, it still exists. And so don't put anything out there that could, you know, harm you uh, from future employment because I've always told them, you know, um, colleges, jobs, they check this stuff. You know, they go into your social media. They, you know, they're looking for anything that would, you know, bring harm upon their company or even their school. 
Uh, so they're very careful about it. So I've always told them, you know, if this is what you want to do in life, uh, whatever it is, make sure that the social media thing is not something that can tear it down, you know, in the blink of an eye. And we see that every day, whether it be um, in, in government, you know, with our politicians, uh, even to some of the, you know, pastors and churches, uh, people are being torn down by social media. So I've always told them, you know, just make sure uh, whatever you post, make sure it's something that your mom and I could be proud of and, and not ashamed. Right. And I think you mentioned, it kind of goes along the same line, though you mentioned it the other night uh, for the team. You said, um, you know, don't do anything uh, that if we were standing there next to you that uh, you wouldn't do, you know. Cool. So it's kind of along that same line. Don't do anything that if you think your mom or dad are going to see it, right. um, it's not supposed to be out there. Right. So Absolutely. That's true. That's true. It's 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 a shame how I mean it's it's great for these kids. They have so many more things readily accessible to them, and and things have become easier for them. Yeah. Um, whether it's a job, uh, whether it's a you know finding you know whatever the activity is that they want to do, it's so uh, readily available on their cell phones or iPads or computers that um, you just have to be careful because we never know who's watching, right? Never know who's watching. That's cool. Yeah. Or well, what about who's trying to, uh, you know, hack into their system? You know? Right. Absolutely. That's Absolutely. going. On. You know. Yeah. Every time I look up, I'm, I'm having someone send me a friend request on Facebook that I'm already friends with, and I'm like, wait a minute. Right. This can't be right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. 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 Yeah. yeah. I totally, totally agree. Now you, now you're, a, you're a police officer. What about, uh, what about your, your boys following you in? Uh, Becoming police officers, how do you feel about that? Well, we've always tried to deter them from it because, you know, as as you know, the world has changed a lot. Um, there seems to be a, a lack of respect for authority um, nowadays, and it doesn't seem to be getting any better. Um, and then I've always told them if they did decide to go that route, uh, possibly looking to go on the, the federal route, because you have more avenues available to you. You know, if, hey, if you wanted to live here in California, you could do that. But if you wanted to move back east or somewhere, you could do that as well. You just kind of like, you know, transfer somewhere. Um, you know, plus there, there are more perks, uh, you know, in terms of uh, going federal. So um, my thing is I've never tried to steer them one way or the other when it came to their career just support whatever it was they wanted to do. Uh, again, as long as it was legal, you know, moral and ethical, I'm on board. Um, and ironically, both of them, well, Ryan wants to continue his basketball career. Right. Now, you said something about him going overseas, possibly, right? Yeah, he's, um, and I just talked to his coach the other day. Uh, he may even have a tryout coming up pretty soon with the G League. Um uh, uh, up in Sacramento, we'll see how that goes. Or he has some um, opportunities overseas. But he said once his basketball career is done, whenever that is, he wants to be a sports attorney, um, a sports oh, cool. entertainment attorney, uh, and possibly even a sports agent. Uh, awesome. Riley, Riley, on the other hand, he wants to be a corporate lawyer. And the funny thing about both of them is they've kind of known this since they were little. Uh, Riley, really? Riley, Riley switched from 
he wanted to be a vet because he was just animal crazy. Right. But when he found out, because he does a lot of research, whatever he's doing, he's going to research it. When he realized that vets sometimes have to put animals down, he he changed his mind. That was it. He couldn't do that. I says, well, you know, you also have to sometimes, you know, operate on them to save them. He says, yeah, I could do that, Dad, but if it came to putting one down, I couldn't do that. And so that kind of changed his mind from being a vet. And he that's a big said, difference, uh, a vet right. to a corporate corporate attorney. That's that's a big big vast difference. Right, right. So and, and with both of them, I says, you know what, you know, um, kind of like law enforcement and and some other careers. I said, you know. Being an attorney, it, you know, it has kind of a bad rap because of, you know, people associate attorneys with uh, negativity. And it says, whatever it is you do, just be honest. You know, don't don't be, a, you know, one of those ambulance chaser type attorneys. Just be honest. Do, you know, do honest day's work, something that you can be proud of. And I tell them something that your mom and I could be proud of and then something that, when you decide to get married and have kids, they can be proud of as well. Yeah, that totally makes sense. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. But uh, I, I wish Ryan all the best in his in his uh, trial. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So we'll we'll see that how, how that works out. And um, you know, they had their first game last week up in Vallejo, and and they won. And um, you know, he just came back off of some foot injury where he fractured his foot, the first break he's had in his life. But he wow. bounced back really quick and he you know, he played well and he's already, you know, jumping around and dunking basketballs and so <laughs> he's okay. Awesome. Awesome. That's good to hear. A couple more questions for you. Um what uh, what do you wish you knew before you had kids that you know now? Wow. How much time you have? <laughs> Get all the time you want, man. Get all the time you want. Uh, you know, um, a lot of it is just, you know, uh, making different choices, uh, you know, prior to having kids and just really uh, one of the things that I, I wish I knew more about was is something that they don't teach enough in school or they don't teach at all is, you know, managing finances. Um, mm-hmm. they don't They don't teach money. In school, isn't that, isn't that isn't that interesting that they don't teach that stuff? They don't teach that in school. I mean, yeah, you know, you can have you know econ and you know classes like that, but they really don't teach you how to manage money, and they really don't teach you, you know, the, the art of investing. They, you know, it's a lot of things that they don't teach you that, you know, you could do that. I've learned through trial and error, you know, um, so you can have more later on. But that's something yeah. I, I wish I'd known, you know way earlier on. So, um, and that's some of the things that I try to pass on to them to make sure they know and, 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 you know, how to save, you know, how to spend, don't just buy things because you want them. Uh, you know, and sometimes you have to treat yourself and, you know, buy some things you want, but for the most part, make sure you get the things you need and, and shop around a little bit because where there's one item, there's a hundred more somewhere else and you could probably find it a little cheaper. So just to be, be money smart. That makes sense. That makes sense. Um, all right. What? Uh, so you got uh, you got older boys. What what advice would you give to to uh, new dads out there, brand new dads, or guys that are just about to be dads? What would you 
what would you tell them if they came and asked you for some father advice? The one thing I would say is enjoy them as much as you can because they, they grow quick. And, you know, both both of my boys are much taller than I. And, you know, you, you, you seem like you blink your eyes one day and they're young men. Uh, so enjoy them. Uh, play with them a lot. Um, it's okay as a man to, you know, if you have boys, to love them and hug them and, and kiss them and, and just enjoy them, you know, just enjoy them. And, you know, make sure you spend quality time with them. Um, and that's one thing that I'm I'm real happy about. You know, my boys and I, we have a great relationship. You know, we laugh, we joke, we talk. You know, we, we watch ball games together. We, we'll watch movies together. But yet, they still respect me as dad. So we can have them. And, you know, their their friends all seem to like me, and they think I'm a cool dad. And so... Um, it probably drives you know, your boys crazy. It, it does. It drives them nuts because they always say, you know, why do all my friends like you, Dad? And I go, what's wrong with that? All my friends think you're cool. And I'm like, you don't think I'm cool? And they go, well, I didn't say that, but I'm just saying all my friends like you. And so, you know, just, just spend as much time with them as you can. Um, teach them to stay away from some of the pitfalls that, you know, maybe we made growing up because either we didn't know any better or we weren't taught. Or we just, you know, we're knuckleheads and said, I'm going to do it anyway. Uh, but right. just kind of teach them to stay away from some of the pitfalls that, you know, um, you know, others have gone through. Uh, I heard it said that a smart person learns from his, his mistakes, but a wise man learns from the mistakes of others. So one of the things I would say is, you know, teach them to be wise. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's okay to be smart, but it's better right. to be wise. It's better to be wise and learn from right. the mistakes of others. You know, and then just just take every day in stride because, like I said, they grow fast. They grow fast. It seems like, you know, just yesterday they were, you know, riding around on their little bikes in the yard, and now here they are. They're both driving cars, and, you know, Ryan's about to be 21 in December. You know, Riley will be 17 in January, and it just – it goes quick. It goes quick. Yeah, it does. um, We're we're going to a – uh, two-year-old's birthday party tomorrow afternoon, and it's just just friends of ours, but they have a boy and a girl. They're twins, and uh, it's crazy to think of you know Blake and Brett when they were that age, and, and it, it was so long ago. But it seemed like it was just just last week that they That's turned two, and now here they are, you know, both adults. But um, okay, so. Uh, my last and final question is going to be the hardest question of the uh, of our of our uh, talk here, Ron. Okay. And if you if you had the secret to raising kids, what would you tell that person that that secret is? Put all your faith and trust in God. Amen. Pray often. Read your Bible. Make sure you you give your children. Um, um, an upbringing, one in which they, they believe and trust in God, um, have faith. And, and they need to see you pray. They need to see you reading your Bible. They need to see you going to church and active. And, and just raise them up, you know, the right way. Raise them up the right way, but put God first in everything you do. And he will steer, you know, he will steer your, your car, your ship, whatever it is you want. He'll steer it in the right direction. That's not to say that you won't have some hardships. 
That's not to say you won't have heartaches and pains because that's part of life. But he'll definitely make the bumpy road smoother. Um, yeah, just just trust in God. That would be the main thing. And then the other thing, um, as my dad used to always tell me, you know, let your word be your bond. You know, I, I awesome. that old school way, your word is everything. And if you say you're going to do something, do just that. Uh, and if by chance you can't do it, let it be known. But don't leave people hanging. Um, but let your word be your bond and just be honest. Um have fun, enjoy life. Right. Well, that's great advice. That's uh, interesting. That you would be a bond. That's that that, that helps you build confidence, right? Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, and your and your and your kids totally see you as role model uh, growing up. I mean, they watch you from when they're a toddler to uh, even in their adult years. They're still watching you, so it's important for us to lead by example. Right. For right. Sure. And the other thing would be love their mother. <laughs> absolutely love absolutely them. teach them right love, them. love their mom yeah, that's right and, and they'll see that and, and hopefully they'll follow in that, that path and you know when they find that wife they will love her and you'll have a generation of love that's great that's awesome. Well, Ron, I really appreciate you taking the time with me. I know you're a you're a, you're a stand-up guy, you're a stand-up dad. I mean, I just us being friends over the last few years, I've I've noticed it, and um, you truly are a remarkable father, and I commend you for that. Um, and I just want to thank you for being my first guest on the show of Dad Up. It's absolutely a, a, an honor, a privilege, and I'd like to thank you as well for having me as your first guest. And just for being, you know, a friend through the years, uh, as we always say, you know, we're, we're brothers from different mothers. Right. <laughs> and, uh, I'm, I'm just really glad that, you know, we met and became friends, and and, and I, I truly treasure that, truly treasure that. So I appreciate that. I do that. I do as well. I do as well. All right. Well, folks, you've been listening to uh, the uh, – uh, real first interview of uh, of my podcast, Dad Up. I want to uh, thank Ron Haywood again for joining me, and uh, I hope that you'll uh, check us out on on podcast, subscribe, and listen to upcoming shows. Uh, listen to this interview. You can hit me with a rating. You can hit me with a review. Uh, you can send me a DM on my Instagram page. But uh, I really appreciate you guys listening, and I hope you enjoy the show of Dad Up. Thanks, Ron. Thank you, Dad Up. <laughs>